right, welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny. This week, Zane is off on vacation, God knows where, but he's having a good time and he has a drink in front of him. That's all that matters. So, coming up to bat for me, Corey's coming back. Corey, what do you got to drink for you? Uh, we're going to go back with bourbon. It seems to be the staple, uh, but we're back with Four Roses. Honestly, it's it's not bad, but it's not my favorite, so I I'm, I'm, may or may not be trying to power through this bottle to go buy another new one. <laughs> it's a good excuse, man. You're just like, well, you know, starting to run low. Gotta, I guess, have to buy a new one. Never be empty in the, in the <laughs> And I got Independence Ale. I, I love these amber ales, so um, anytime I get them, uh, anytime I see them at like a convenience store or something, I'm always jumping on them. So I'm really excited about this, too. But uh, let's jump into it, man. We got a lot of things to cover. We're, again, jumping around to all the different sports because you got NBA playoffs, NHL, uh, football around the corner. And, of course, we're right in the heart of MLB season right now, too. But let's jump into the NBA playoffs first. Uh, Corey, this is not something we usually see. Right now, you don't really see any super teams or any true superstars in the playoffs left right now. Uh, do you like seeing that? Do you like seeing the non-traditional teams, or do you like seeing that uh, David and Goliath battle? You know, I I think it's I, I like both. You know, I'm, I like it this year because it's new, it's different. Like, I don't think any of the remaining teams have ever won a championship. I don't think, uh, not that I'm aware of, anyway, and. It's kind of neat. I mean, I've been pretty lucky the last decade because my teams have always been in it in the NBA almost. Yeah. Um. So I've had a pretty good run. But it's if they're not going to be in it, then this is exactly what I want. Like, let's see, like an Arizona, like let's see a Phoenix win or a Atlanta would be really cool too. I'm I'm super happy to see Brooklyn get kicked though because yeah, uh, I just couldn't do it. They got too good too quick. Yeah, I agree. I, I did not want to see Brooklyn advance. And, uh, I mean, you know, Kevin Durant, we give him shit a lot, but him and James Harden, too, I think they showed a lot of heart, uh, in that series. Oh, yeah. Especially James Harden just playing on one leg, but, you know, he knew he had to get out there for the team and, you know, he did it. And then Kevin Durant just did as much as he could and just kind of fell short. But, uh, that was pretty admirable, um, even though he jumps from team to team, whoever's paying the most. And, <laughs> You know, yeah. not really anything is uh, loyalty anymore in the NBA, uh, especially when paychecks are that big. But yeah, man, I, I kind of like seeing these smaller market teams just have a chance at it. Maybe not every single year, but I like seeing the Toronto Raptors get in there every once in a while. You saw the Detroit Pistons back in 04 do it. Um, yeah. The Mavericks in 11. So it's, it's nice to, in between the dynasties, to see these smaller market teams uh, make a run at the finals. But of the last four teams, who do you really think has the best chance to win? Um, well, you know, I would have said, and I'm still going to stick with the team, but I was way more, uh, way more sure of it a couple of days ago. I'm going to say Phoenix. I think that, okay. I think D Book is, he's finally going to get shown the appreciation he deserves. And same with, you know, the point guard, Chris Paul. I, I've been a critic of him. Many times, but man, did I mean it was they plugged him in and that team turned around like that. So I would love to see them win it. Yeah, he's done magic for that team, man. He, I don't know what he's done, but they're just a different, they have a different dynamic when he's on the floor, that floor general. 
And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Devin Booker is coming to his own. DeAndre Ayton may not be the superstar they envision, but he's still a very good player. And he's young. And, he's still yeah. coming up. Right. I, th- I think that's something we forget a lot of times with these players is they're drafted not after four years of college. They're drafted, uh, you know, after one year of college usually. And they, you know, it takes a few years for them to develop. I mean, look at Trey Young. I mean, he well, came out after a couple of years in college. He didn't, I don't think he stayed uh, all four years. I think um, so either. Yeah. So uh, I, I would agree with the Suns pit. I... It's just that the Clippers coming back from the dead series after series kind of uh, makes me hesitate with that. I will, I, I'm going to keep saying the Suns too, but um, if they don't do it, whoever comes out of the West is going to win the finals. That That's definitely my prediction, but fearless forecast, I'm going to go with the Suns also. That, that's going to be my pick. Yep, I think that's, I think that's right. I, you know, I just, I could see them doing it. Probably because I don't want them to with the Clippers coming back and winning that series. And then if they win that series, I think you're right. I think whoever comes out of the West pulls this one out. But I just cannot see Playoff P making it and not choking when it really counts. Like, I, I think he's going to give Clippers fans just, just enough. You know, he's got, he's baited the line, but he's going to, he's going to yeah. pull it out from under the rug out from underneath him and he's going to forget how to shoot free throws again. <laughs> And I, I hope he gets his ring. I hope he does because he just needs that validation. I mean, nobody doubts, doubts his talents, but come playoff time, he just has not gotten it done, whether it's injuries or just not showing up when he needs to. But um, yeah. hopefully, hopefully for him that changes in a couple of weeks. But uh, back to the Nets really quick. The Probably the biggest current super team right now. Uh, is this the end of the line for them? Do they have another year or are they just – once free agency hits this summer, are they are they going their separate ways? Well, I I think well, one, I think if they blow that up, they are immediately the dumbest brass in the entire league. I mean you just you gotta the only time you can see something like this happening is you gotta go back to the Thunder when they had Durant, Harden and Westbrook and they yeah. blew it up. It's like now look where all of them are. Granted Westbrook's fallen off because he's on a terrible team and supposedly he's hard to play with if you listen to, you know, like Cowherd or somebody, but um, I just I can't see them blowing it up. I think if anybody goes, it's Kyrie of their you know big three, um, because you know love him or hate him, he's a problem child for any team he's ever been on. I understand the mental health taking a priority thing, but when it comes down to it, it hurts his team. Yeah, so it's just even... like being injury prone at that point, you know, like you're just mentally Totally injury prone, I guess. That sounds way worse than I meant it, but yeah, no, I, it makes sense because I mean, you know, people rag on the Derrick Roses of the world. Um, you know, it's a different part of your health. You know, maybe it's a, your spiritual health or emotional or mental health, but you know, just like your physical health, you might not all be intact. And you know that at some point, uh, especially if you're not communicating with your team, like Kyrie hasn't really been for the most part. Um, yeah, that's it's gonna be tough on the team, man. Because they need you. Yeah. You're not there for him. Eventually, they got to move on. Uh, yeah, and it's not like it's going to see him out of the league. I mean, this no. is going to be a max contract every year for oh, the next yeah. probably five years kind of guy. Like, he's not going anywhere outside of the NBA unless he wants to. But he might be somewhere outside of Brooklyn if he doesn't figure some stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's switch over to the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals. And, uh, well, We've been listening to the show. We had uh, Zane and I pick the Florida Panthers 
as our go-to team. Uh, they got knocked out after the first round. After that, we picked the Hurricanes. Next round, they got knocked out. After that, we picked the Knights to be our team. They got knocked out in, that, in the finals or the conference finals. Uh, now we're picking the Lightning. Uh, they're right now have a 1-0 lead in the series on the Canadians, but right now they're our team. I hope the curse does not continue, but, um, you know, did, who do you want to win? Do you have a team that you're backing down the, down the road here or, uh, do you not really, uh, follow it? Uh, I've been, I've watched a little bit. Um, I, I typically love the NHL. My team, the Red Wings, have been a dumpster fire for God knows how long now, 10 years. Um, you know, if I remember correctly, the last time that we were, that you guys had me on and we talked hockey, I think I picked the Lightning. And I'm a little upset because I want to stick with them, but you guys are trying to give us all the bad juju right now. I'm going to stick with it because maybe my luck is better than you guys' luck is bad. So we'll see, but I'm going to stick with them. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's worse than bad juju. Like their, their, their kids and grandkids are going to be cursed because we keep picking these bad teams. That That's how bad it's gotten. But I, I do like seeing just the smaller market teams, the non-traditional teams, at least if my Blackhawks aren't winning, I, I hope your Red Wings never win another single game, but that's just, <laughs> that's just, the they're, try, they're trying. <laughs> Man, I wish the Blackhawks would try too. We might get a better draft pick out of it. But yeah, it's fun to see these smaller market teams uh, have a chance at it. Um, all right, so let's uh, switch over. I I kind of have a. I didn't really want to bring up this topic so much because it was a re- my team was really good last month, and then this month they just ran into a buzz of a schedule. But uh, let's just do an MLB check in for our uh, teams right now. My Chicago Cubs. We're they're kind of fighting for first place. I think they're like four games out, but they've just had like a murder's row of the schedule this past month, going up against the Dodgers, Giants, Padres, uh, and now the Brewers, um, who are division rivals. But it's just it's been tough, and they're a little bit below five hundred this past month, but they're still in the hunt. Um, I don't know if I really because they got a lot of talent, but it seems like the players are more than the team right now, and I. Think they should sell. I just don't want to see like a hundred lost team. But it's, you know, uh, all these guys are on their last year of their deals. And if you're really not going to compete for a division, and these guys are really valuable because with all the injuries going around the league right now, I think they should just sell off. Yeah, they can. yeah especially if some of these guys aren't going to resign, or you, you know, you're not, you don't want to give them the money. That they're yeah. going to get on the free agent market, I think it should be some. But I don't know. It's it's tough because a lot of these guys are from that World Series team, and um, you know, it's it's kind of like the '85 Bears. It's you know, it's hard to watch them go. But at some point, you just got to let them go. But uh, what about your Indians, man? What what's the deal in the AL Central? I know the White Sox got the best record in the league right now, and they're of course in first yep. place. But how about the Indians? Uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised by how well they've done this year. I, you know, when they, when they traded Lindor to the Mets, 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 I was ready to just fire sell the team. <laughs> this is, this is classic Indians. I, the Dolans, I, man, if we could sell them instead of the team, that would be sick. But let's get rid of the owners. I would sell them, send them somewhere. I don't like how, how's Pittsburgh feeling about <laughs> new ownership, but goodness, I, I'm surprised by the way the team is, 
come come around. They've they've played really well. I'm gonna buy. I think I think we're on the up and up a little bit here. Granted, the last couple of games, I mean, I think we've what the Twins. I think we've been trading some tough L's with. Um, I think we just got blown out actually, so that was super cool. But uh, I'm I'm more optimistic than pessimistic. Somehow I don't know how, and that may be silly of me, but not not too pessimistic. I think they've got to do some things. They're not going to win at all or anything, but right. Yeah, it's tough because it's just like, uh, all right, even if my team does make the wild card, do we really have a shot at the World Series? I know it's baseball and, you know, your team can get high at the right time and it's all about matchups, but it's still like, man, I mean, if all, if some of these guys are just going to walk at the end of their contracts, I'm not going to get anything back for them and I'm kind of screwed for the future, you know, right? what do I, what am I really doing here? So, and I, you know. I think the Indians and the Cubs are kind of in that same spot, but they got like a, what is it, like a month until the trade deadline, I think, and the end of July. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's like a, they had a few more weeks to figure it out, and then I think probably after, you know, the all-star break is when teams really start picking up the phone and hearing trade packages, and that's when the hard decisions are made and why they make the, those GMs make the big bucks, and um I'm glad we don't have to make those decisions, but that's also why we're not making any money talking about this stuff. So, no kidding. You know, part of me, part of me wants to make those decisions. At least yeah. when we're bad, I can like be like, "Yeah, that's on me, guys." Yeah. Instead of like pointing at some, you know, gray face. Although I, I don't have to point out the names Dolan's bastards. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. It is a little less pressure on our part. Agreed. All right, let's switch over to the summer of just international sports, man. We had the Olympics coming up next month, and of course, we got we had uh, the CONCACAF championship with North America soccer teams playing their tournament, and now we got the Euro championship with European soccer teams uh, playing their international tournament, and that's probably, unfortunately, it's probably more popular just because of uh, you know history. It, it's its own history. Um, and the amount of talent over there, but Corey, I mean, it's uh, even if you don't watch it, it's just kind of fun to watch international soccer and just latch onto a team or the underdog team. Do you have a team that you're uh, rooting for? Yeah, you know, I agree with you. It's it's fun to watch, especially that, like you said, the international stuff. Um, I feel like soccer is one of those sports where you just don't even have to know anything about a team. You could just pick like. You can just pick the coolest name, really, and then mm-hmm. just watch. And, like, you got a chance of seeing a fun game because, you know, there's always somebody laying around the ground, rolling around the floor like they just got shot. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least, if nothing else, you make fun of the sissy on the field. But but uh, I'm going to go with England. I think watching them get their win was pretty cool. And uh, it might not be the best thing for me to say because it's not the nicest thing but i saw a couple of fans crying that were german germany fans and something about that just tickled me i don't know <laughs> yeah it's it um because I, I mean we've we've been there right with our own other teams oh, where yeah. uh we're, we're crying because our team uh have hurt us once again and you know we keep letting them in and they they keep making us pay for that but I mean, there's just, you got the whole country behind you. It's it's not just a city or half of a city. It's the entire country that's behind you. And, of course, in Europe, they care much more about their soccer than we do, but still care about it. I, I won. I'm going for um, Spain, of course. I'm going to have Spanish. But I like, the, I like the, the underdog teams. Switzerland, they were down 3-1 to France yesterday. 
they came back and tied it um with like i think like 10 minutes ago um and then they ended up winning in penalties so they move on uh ukraine won today to advance to the round of eight so uh i just like seeing those under underdog teams man make a run at it i know uh, i think iceland did that a few years ago in the last Euro Championship, and Iceland with like just a couple million people, I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, the underdogs are always fun, man. I agree. I this might be a stupid question because I think I know the answer, but Wales Wales is out, right? Yeah, yeah. They they uh, I think they were the first group of games. Uh, I did, but they made it to the round of sixteen, which is you know a success in itself. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing for them since they're they're such a small country, so. Uh, I mean, they got yeah. their doors blown in by, uh, or doors blown off by Denmark. But man, round of sixteen, still pretty awesome for them. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that was the case because I thought I remember seeing something because that's usually the team I go with, uh, being partially Welsh myself. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always cool to watch them, except for the part where they inevitably lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part's tough. But uh, yeah, Portugal's knocked out, so no more Ronaldo. Uh, France, uh, like I said, got eliminated yesterday, so no more Mbappe. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, we got Belgium and Italy in the next round. That'll be great to see, but that's probably the only headliner, because then you got Switzerland and Spain. Spain should, will be favored in that. Denmark and Czech Republic, and, uh, Ukraine and England, where England should be favored in that. Um, so a lot of a lot of soccer to go, man, this weekend and this July Fourth weekend. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how, but I feel like football always finds a way into our shows, and it just somehow it, it always leads back to football with us. And I think, I mean, it it might not be our favorite sport, but at least it's something everybody pays attention to the most. Um, and it's the easiest to like, I, I'm not going to watch like a Sacramento Kings, um, New Orleans Pelicans game, but like I would have, I would watch like a Chiefs Chargers game, even though I have no relation to them. It's just, it's NFL is just different. I don't know why it is. And I think a part of that is fantasy football, uh, just keeps everybody engaged. And so my question to you, Corey, is because once, you know, when you were in school, you got past July 4th, you were, thinking, oh, crap, summer's about to end. We got to go back to school. When you're adults, you get to think, hey, July 4th is over. We get to start looking towards football. But when is it too early to actually start looking towards football? And when is it too early to maybe like start doing your gambling or your degenerate fantasy football league? Okay, so those are going to have different answers each. <laughs> okay. Looking towards football starts as soon as your team loses in the playoffs or if your team doesn't make the playoffs. You're immediately looking to the next year. I know that from experience. My mm-hmm. Browns rarely make the playoffs, so I am usually looking pretty <laughs> early. Um, immediately looking for the draft. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Which they got good at towards uh, the last couple of years, but boy, do we have a rough stretch for a while. Um, so. You know, you start looking to football immediately, but you can also start gambling immediately because that's mm-hmm. what degenerates do. I am one of those. I mean, I'm already trying to figure out who, what long shot bet I want to put oh, yeah. as part of my 50 cent parlay on, you know, the Super Bowl winner, the March Madness winner, 
and the NBA championship winner and the Stanley Cup. I'm going to put them all together. I do this every year and I lose every year. But otherwise, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be rich and we'd be in a cool podcast studio. But what but, would, yeah, what would the thrill be if you just got two out of the five and you're waiting on the like three, four, and five? Like that, you would just be like, that would all <laughs> you could think about for like until the next championship game. I had a, I actually had last year, I had the Lakers um, winning it all. And then I had, um, I had, the Browns winning it all. So that obviously didn't happen, but I was starting to get excited. Yeah. And then I had, uh, I don't even remember. I think I had the Dodgers. And so it was looking okay oh, for shit. like a yeah. lot of these. Then I had one more and I think it was for, um, I think it was for the Stanley Cup. Maybe I got that one on too, but, um, but it was, I was getting kind of excited because yeah. I would put like, you know, like it was the max that DraftKings would allow me to put on it was like, 27 cents because it was going to pay out over a hundred thousand dollars oh shit (laughs) clearly that didn't happen for me but it was kind of fun Uh, so gambling i'm of the mindset that it is always a good time to gamble uh and then as far as drafting for fantasy football much more pessimistic you do not draft for fantasy football until you absolutely have to because of my luck my number one pick's gonna get arrested Yeah, it is frustrating because you want to just draft as soon as possible. Just because, like, you just just need the – you just want to start looking at your team. You want to start looking at projections, who you're going to line up week one. But like you said, man, like, of course, you draft uh, before preseason, and then preseason starts, and you're down your top tight end. Uh, your quarterback had a DUI, kicked off the team, and uh, yep. your running back uh, uh, just got – Kicked his kick. girlfriend. Yeah, or, yeah, they didn't – yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it, a lot of things happen. It, it seems like all the bad shit happens in like those three or four weeks of the preseason in none other time of the year. But for some reason, nope. it only happens uh, after I draft or something, right? That it always feels like after you draft the team, and that's when <laughs> your whole team goes to the hospital or is in a jail Yo. cell somewhere. But, Do you remember? I think it was Plaxico Burris. Was he the one that accidentally shot himself in the leg? <laughs> Didn't you uh, didn't you go to jail for having like a gun in New York when you're not supposed to or something too? Oh, I'm sure. This... Yeah. I remember who was the guy who <laughs> blew his uh, fingers off with the fireworks. Oh, defensive lineman. Yeah. Um, I think he, uh, was, uh, he was on the Bucks last year. He actually won uh, won a Super Bowl with them, but he was, was on the Giants Pe- for a long time too. Um, Peppers? No, not Julius. Peppers. No, um, I forget. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's gonna, yeah. I mean, this is going to bother me. I know, me too. But, uh, but I think it was Plaxico that I was talking about. I think he shot himself in the leg or something on accident. He died, he got into some kind of trouble with a gun. I think he accidentally shot himself. And he, I think he did it in New York where he wasn't legally allowed to have a gun. And my aunt had drafted him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when that happened and had no idea. <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Uh, there was something like that, and it's been like an infamous story. Every because I have a family, uh, I have a family fantasy league, and it's like an infamous story. Someone always seems to draft somebody that got arrested or <laughs> or retired or something. Yeah, and it always feels like it happens to you. It's just it's just how it goes. Oh yeah. All right, man. So, oh, who would you quite curveball okay. question? Because I just thought of this right now. <laughs> uh. Gun troubles, being arrested, getting hurt, retiring, any of that aside, who is your number one overall pick if you had to pick right now? Oh, I know mine. 
Just so you get the rock the most. Because, I mean, are you the mindset, if you get the number one over, overall pick, you're going to running back? Um, It's either running back or receiver, yeah. But I know who I'm picking. It's a running back. Yeah, I, I think I would do... Uh, gosh, Zeke was so disappointing last year. Saquon Barkley, I just don't know with his injury history. I think I would go with Alvin Kamara. Mm, Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I would switch my pick to him. It'd just hand that boy the rock. I know they just got Julio yeah. Jones uh, to go with um, AJ Brown. Um, of course, they got Ryan Tannehill slinging the ball, but man, it's still Derrick Henry. It's it, the mm-hmm. offense still goes through him. Oh yeah, I had him on both of my fantasy teams last year, and he backpacked both of them. Yeah, he was like a thirty-point game guarantee every week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's been great with injury history, you know, knock on wood. And, uh, it just sucks because, you know, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, even Le'Veon Bell, once they hit like one I- injury, it just seems like they never return to fully healthy. Unless you're Adrian Peterson and then you just almost break the all time rushing record. <laughs> well, he's a test tube baby for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, I'd like to end the show on a different segment here, but, uh, Summer's full swing. July 4th weekend coming up. People are going to be out with their friends, family, loved ones, having a great time. Country's open, man. We're at, we're back to normal, it seems like. People getting vaccinated. Uh, people not spitting each other's faces anymore, hopefully, to stop spreading just the common cold, at least. That's been gone. I'm, I'm glad that's been gone. But uh, what what is your go-to summer like activity with friends, family? Like, Is it... Like beach day, is it like uh you know going to a ball game with the friends? Is it like a lake house, uh tube, tubing down the river, uh, or I guess yeah, lazy river? Well, what's your go-to activity? Yeah, uh, so usually that weekend, uh, I guess this coming weekend, we're not doing it this year. It's a little different, but normally what we do is we have a we have a minor league baseball team uh, in Fort Wayne, um, the Tin Caps, and we will go tailgate yeah, the used, game. They used to play the King County Cougars a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, yes, they did. I heard, that's weird that I remember that name, but yeah. Um, they, so we, we normally we tailgate that game, which of course involves copious amounts of alcohol. Um, we get Coney Island, which is Fort Wayne's not a famous for anything kind of town, but like we have this one place that makes Coney dogs that are really, really good. Ooh, yeah. So we'll get a bunch of those. We'll tailgate. Usually we get pretty much just lit. We're three sheets to the wind by the time we walk into the game keep drinking, go home, and then that weekend, usually, we try to do Bear Olympics as well. And that sounds awesome. I mean, it, nothing talks about, like, hey, I just want to party, or an excuse to party, then tailgating a minor league, single A, I'll be, you know, I'll say, uh, baseball game. That That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, it, I, is, I, it is something. <laughs> nothing of, like, firing up the grill and, and open up a cooler in, the, in a parking lot. With uh, little kids running around for a baseball team, nobody knows anything about. But man, that, that's America that's for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I would go. I like the lake house, man. Especially if you got all your buddies uh, or even just family, and uh, it's just nice to get away, especially from the fast-paced environment, and just relax on a boat. And even if you don't fish, just sitting on the boat, just taking in the sun or swimming, and just drinking whatever you want to drink. I love that so much, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, without a doubt, dude. There's a lot of parts of the country where they'll look at you weird for talking about lake, going to the lake on the weekend. Yeah. It's like, I feel like what do you mean you don't know about the lake? Like, 
that's big mid Midwest energy for sure. Oh yeah, like, and people people are just like so like from some areas. I mean, there's a lot of places that have lakes, so this isn't everywhere, but like some are just so surprised. Like, you go to the lake for fun on the weekend. I'm like, dude, you just got to do it. You'll know as soon as you go. You'll understand. Yeah, that's a good point. Lake's hard to beat about the geographic part of that, but it's man, it's it's life changing. I I would say. It's much more enjoyable when you don't own the house and you're going up to <laughs> enjoy somebody else's house because that way you don't have to babysit everybody or just make sure no shit gets broken. Or when yeah. the boat inevitably breaks or the motor breaks or the wave runners <laughs> break and you got to go fix everything and it's not even a weekend that you can enjoy. Dude, man, what is it with boats? And They always break. It oh, could yeah. be brand new and it's going to break and you know it. And like you go up every weekend. Like I can't even imagine spending a lot of money on one and then thinking, huh, I wonder what's going to break this weekend. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's always something. It really, that's what's frustrating about it. But that's why I like using other people's just mooching. That, that's what, that's why I say oh, yeah. mooching for this, the lake house. Cause that is a them problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next summer. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let me know when you get the boat back up and running. <laughs> <laughs> all right man this is a lot of fun how was your drink yeah it was good it's going so that's a all win right. that I'm means you get pretty to happy with it. yes sir right. sweet all right yeah independence ale uh i don't know where it's based out of i should probably do that before uh I present it anyway i'll probably be drinking again because i love me some amber ales man they're awesome i tell i i'm not a big ipa fan are you a big ipa fan Ah, super hit or miss. Generally, I just assume no and, and like the happy surprises. Yeah, I would agree too. Yeah, it's got to be very late, light on the hops for me to enjoy it. Even, even then, it's got to be the right yeah. taste. But all right, man, thanks for hopping on. I had a lot of fun. Hey, anytime, buddy. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all soon.